Today we are doing a review of investment and disinvestment trends of 2023 and a preview of likely trends in 2024. For that, we turn to investment strategist Magnus Heistak of Brenthurst Wealth Management. Welcome, Magnus, and a happy new year to you. Yes, thank you very much. And to all of our listeners, viewers, and readers of Biz News, happy new year. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's a healthy year. That's all that counts in my, in my books nowadays. But yeah, nice to talk to you, Chris. Shall we start with JSE? It didn't have a very good year, did it? It had a terrible year. It was... Uh, at one stage, I thought the JSE would be negative for the year. There was a nice little rally the last two weeks of 2023. And the, the net result was we up about 2 to 3%, depending which uh, measuring instrument you use. So uh, that, that was not great. In fact, when you compare us to the rest of the world during the year, we were definitely not um, World Cup winners when it comes to investment returns. In fact, I don't think we would have even made the playoffs. You know, we, when you compare us to the rest of the developed world, I think we would have been second to last. And even compared to the emerging markets, we were one of the few countries where we had negative returns in dollar terms. So whereas world markets, especially the United States, Japan, and certain parts of Europe had phenomenal returns, we... Um, we were just not in the game. We were just not in the game. And the danger is that this can continue for much longer. In fact, it's it's just the continuation of a trend for quite a number of years now. But the JSC has been underperforming the rest of the world. Despite cheap valuations and despite bullish forecasts, there's just too many negative factors stacked up against investors on the JSC at the moment. Load shedding last year was a very big negative factor. The collapse of the railway system, the ports issue, and then also political factors. They don't make the front pages of newspapers, but you know we we are making friends with the wrong guys. We are making friends with countries that are not investors in South Africa, and we we summing our nose at the traditional investors in our economy and in our stock market, namely United United Kingdom, Europe, uh, America. We're making friends with Russia. We're making friends with China. We're making friends with Iran, and those people, and they, uh, and that's being reflected in the outflow of money from the JSE. So, not a not a good positive start for for the year, as far as I'm concerned, Chris. Now you let me know that last week alone, uh, investors sold 400 million rand worth of South African shares. Uh, what does that bring the total to for 2023? Well, it came to a total of 135 billion rand left the JSE from foreign equity sales. There was a net bond sale purchases, but the foreigners are getting out of our market, our stock market, and they have been doing so for the last seven years. In fact, it's been straight through from around about the time of Ramaphoria. There was a little bit of inflow of capital in 2017, but since then it's just been one way. The money is ducking out of South Africa, and it shows in the returns. It doesn't matter how you analyze the returns, whether it's in rands, whether it's in dollars. They are getting out of our big, our big stocks. They're getting out of our top 40 stocks. And if you reprice the returns of our markets in dollar terms over the last 10 years, you've made about 2% per annum in our, our stock market as a foreign investor. 
whereas you'd be making between 8, 12, 13% in the US market. You've made quite a lot of money in Japan. So right now we are an ugly duckling as far as investment returns are concerned. And the danger is that we're going into an election year this year with all the uncertainty that it brings that this will actually continue for a much longer period of time. What effect do you think um, South Africa taking Israel to the International Criminal Court will have on investment in South Africa? Yeah, I think it's 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 uh, it's, it's no point sugarcoating it. I think we antagonizing the wrong people. We antagonizing very wealthy commun- communities around the world. With, with lots of capital, the Jewish community globally is very powerful, very influential, and they don't like what's happening in South Africa. And I and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't have the official figures, but this will never be published. But I wouldn't be surprised if that is one of the factors why foreign capital is fleeing the country. We are we, we've chosen political sides, which which has really upsets a lot of people. But they don't go up onto a podium and, and loudly proclaim it. They just quietly take their money, and they run. As as Mahta Vizika from Signia recently said, she said South Africa is not on the radar screen of investors in London and in New York anymore. And she's right. We, we don't feature anymore. The gold boom has come and gone. The platinum boom has come and gone to a large extent. The, 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 the commodity boom that we, that we benefited from post COVID and Ukraine war, that seems to have passed as, as well. There's much not, there's not a lot going on in our economy domestically. You know, it's a flatlining economy. Capital is hunting for growth in other parts of the world and, and, and the ANC's policies, you know, are really scaring off foreign investors. I always make a joke. I always say that Foreign capital comes in on the front page of newspapers, but it leaves the back on the back pages of newspapers. Nobody reads it. Nobody knows about it because it quietly just goes away. What are your predictions um, in the lead up to the election this year? Do you think um, we are more likely to have a bigger outflow after the election, or do you think there is going to be uh, an outpouring of? investments from South Africa before the election? Predictions are always fraught with dangers and one one makes them reluctantly. And, you know, I, I don't have any firm and fast predictions. All I can do is I think that there are certain things that have been evident in our local markets for quite some time and I think those trends will continue. And the trends are the outflow of capital. I think the trend is lack of confidence in the government, in its economic policies. And I think also that South African investors have really woken up to the fact that they need to externalize their assets to a large extent because the other investment markets are not offering them fantastic returns. So, And then you've got the two big players in the world markets, the USA. How long will that last? And I think that will last for a long time. So if you're looking for growth, you need to look at the U.S. economy. I think Warren Buffett made it very, very clearly over many years. It says, do not go short on America. And also his comments about Japan. Japan quietly has been a very good place to put your money. And, and at Branches, we've been doing that for quite some time. 
And in fact, over the last six months, returns from some of our Japanese funds have beaten the S&P 500. So I think there's no question that any investor listening to this needs to look at a global allocation. I think the RAND can weaken a lot more depending on what happens in our budget. We've all got these grandiose schemes by the government about the national health insurance, basic income grant, um, but the election coming up, we've got the plans of smart cities and bullet trains that start going away. But we broke as a country, we just don't have enough money. I mean, we can't even sort out our current railway mess, our roads are falling apart. So, you know, you, you have to be very realistic, and it's not an unpatriotic thing. It's got nothing to do with patriotism and loyalty to your country. It's a fact of life. I always say to people when they argue about patriotism, I said, what airline do you fly when you fly overseas? And they say, well, of course, I fly with Virgin or BA or Lufthansa. And I say, well, why don't you fly with you? You say, hey, oh, no, 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 no. Well, never fly with you. Say, hey, it's expensive and unreliable, blah, blah, blah. So you see the point. Investment is a global game today. It's got nothing to do with the country. Same with airlines, same with cell phones, medical treatment. It's what's, where you get the best return on your money. The same with, with investment. So again, the trend that will continue, in my view, is that the artificial intelligence revolution will continue. They were the continue. big winners, were they not, last year? Well, they were phenomenal. I mean, I mean shares like Meta, Went from $80 to $360. We had Apple, the most expensive uh, company in the world. Apple is now, is it, you know, just the share price of the market cap of Apple is now bigger than the South African economy. So you've got to be in those mega, mega companies. Um, another very interesting trend is Novo Nordisk, the Danish company, which is now bigger than the Danish economy making Wigobi and Ozempic the weight loss rope mm. that everybody, not that you need it, but some of us do. And, you know, that, that that's the type of thing that you get in the international market, which we just don't have in South Africa. So you've got to think more globally and uh, despite, you know, the local fund managers. You know, it's really important to add that even Alan Mitchell recently, about two weeks ago, warned that South Africa... South African stock market is in a value trap. What he means, what what Mitchell meant was, considering the very low growth in South Africa and the macroeconomic numbers, there's not bound to be much growth until these issues are resolved. So even our very large financial institutions who've normally been very bullish, they've come to the realization they cannot avoid the truth. The elephant in the room. Our economy is moribund. It's not crying, massive economic uncertainty about his policies. And we have an election coming up. We don't know which way the election outcome will go. Will it be a coalition? Will the ANC take power? Will the EFF come into power or share the power? Those things are not good for economic uncertainty or certainty and for investment returns. That's just a fact of life. Well, the whole world seems to be quite volatile. We have wars raging, and I think there will be elections in 50 countries. Apart from America and Japan, where else would investors' money be safe? Well, you know, safety is always a relative concern. You know, gold is, has proven to be a very good reserve for, for many investors. Gold price 
in rand terms, it's been growing at about 16 to 17% the last 15 to 20 years. Dollar terms, it's also precious metals plays a role. Um, you've got U.S. bonds that are offering certain value, 4 to 5%, so bonds offer a return. But there are other countries. See, in a country like Switzerland, which is, from a currency perspective, people like Switzerland saying the currency is very stable, so a lot of people are putting their money in Switzerland. And something that is intriguing a lot of people right now is what's happening in Argentina, where the new uh, president has really, really cut up the rule book and said he's going to drain the swamp and he's going to change all the economic rules. So that's something to watch maybe as a speculative play. Maybe Argentina can make a comeback. And there's always an opportunity somewhere in the world. You know, you've got to follow world markets. Um, some analysts are saying that after Japan underperformed, sorry, China underperformed so massively last year and the year before, China might be a place to put some of your money. I personally wouldn't put money in China. It's, it's just to be holding to the moods of the president. But there's always a bull market somewhere. You just kind of need to find it or help get someone to help you to find it. How did your clients do last year? You sent me a chart. As, as, as you know, we've, we've been overweight offshore. In 2022, that hurt us a little bit, but we said we're not changing our stance. And this year, our kind of weighted average aggressive equity portfolios did about 37% in, 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 in RAND terms from January 1 to yesterday. And even our speculative instruments which were linked to the high tech rate at 60 to 70 percent but that's for special cases so our clients had a very very good year we vastly underweight uh, is they equity market but they had a, a very nice uh, return and you know we still haven't changed our view i still think one needs to invest globally as much as you can and uh, that strategy hasn't changed for about 10 years now and are you going to follow the same strategy for your investors this year you know, you must never, you know, when the facts change, you need to change. If there are positive signs in South Africa, and we do look out for them all the time, we will change our mind. And if there are signs that the foreigners start coming back, that's one of the first signs that will alert me to a change in the trend. Then I would look very closely. We still have some very good companies. They're well managed, but they are not operating in a normal environment. It's not a normal environment for these companies. They, I mean, companies, they, they operate, but they've got to get their products to the ports. Ports are not working. Harbors are, are not functioning. The railway lines are not functioning. So you can have the best, best uh, company, best management, great products, but if the infrastructure is against you, you know, it's just, it's just very unfortunate. So if we're ever looking at reasons to be positive on the JFC, um, and it can change, but at this point in time, I personally just don't see much happening in the short term, considering the uncertainty you know created by the by the election, and, and there's going to be a lot of noise in the run up to the election. I think it's going to be a chaotic run up, and claims and counterclaims, shouting and screaming, and the foreigners will look very carefully as to what's happening and what the outcome will be. Magnus, as a veteran investment strategist, what's the single piece of advice you would 
give to potential investors this year? You know, I preach to my children and, and, and my, my, my grandchildren, start positive relationship with money as soon as you start earning money and, 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 be, and, and develop an investor mindset. So you invest before you do anything else. And I've seen it now with my children. I have forced them to start investing for literally from day one, and I've helped them with where to invest and what funds. And I can see that they're now becoming financially independent. They're not consumers. They're not stupid consumers who keep on spending their money. I'll tell them to develop a financial personality, sign a debit order, check out your investments from time to time. And that's really nice to see, and that's the same message that I have been telling people for 40 years. You know, start that development journey, but you've got to start it, and that is by putting away some money, understanding what your relationship is to money, what function is of money, the power of money, what it can do and what it can't do. And and I can see the difference between those who have listened to some of that advice. They're financially dependent. They've made themselves financial bulletproof. It's a term I've been using for many, many years. I said, tell to people, before you buy a car, before you buy a house, make yourself financially bulletproof. What I mean by that is create an emergency fund which is substantial enough that can take care of you in case of divorce, losing your job, being fired, or your business closing down, that you can fall back onto some kind of an estate that can keep you going for six months, eight months, or even a year. Those people will survive, but if you're running a, you know, in deficit from month to month to month, you will never break out of that poverty trap. Thank you. That was Magnus Heistek of Brenthurst Wealth Management reviewing investment in 2023 and previewing investment in 2024 for Biz News. And I'm Christine. Thank you, Magnus. Thanks, Chris. Good idea.